0: you ready let's do it yeah. welcome back ladies and gentlemen to a brand new edition of the Jax and dax show as always your host are ramon collard adi Bital, and the amazing doctor i said Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back, everybody, to a new edition of the Jackson Doc Show, the number one sports injury brand in podcast. As always, I am your host, Amon Khalid, and I am joined by my two esteemed colleagues, my friends, the other two amigos, slash amigos, 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 Amigos. mama. Welcome back, friends, uh, slash the co-creators.
1: I think Amon gets Quavo of the week for the new DJ Screw look.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, a new intro to the Jocks and Docs show. Um, But I didn't even get to introduce you guys, so as always, um, we have our jock, Adi Patel.
1: What's up, man?
0: Feeling less like a
1: jock living in this cramped city of New York every day. I feel like I'm a rat, I'm a roach, but this gives me hope. NFL season's here and all the Giants fans and all their hopes and dreams getting crashed around me is all I need to survive.
0: Yes, yes. And we have one more week until football starts. But um, we have to introduce our most important superstar and doctor on this show, Dr. Usad Khalid. What is franchise that, player. How's it going, everyone?
2: Sitting here waiting for the Bears to start their preseason game. Waiting for the Texans-Cowboys preseason game. Probably not watching either, but I'm still waiting for it.
0: And you're probably waiting for a new contract from the Jackson Doc show after seeing what Odell Beckham got.
2: I need to re-up. I need my money. Pay me
1: Yo, least. but in, in his defense, $95 million in new York is like $10 million, okay? Like, like, he got Harrison Barnes money at best. No, no, Aaron Rodgers got Harrison Barnes money. <laughs> 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 yes.
0: There were some big contracts uh, this week in the NFL from Odell to Aaron, but none of them matched any of the NBA, uh, you know, <laughs> any, none of them match any NBA contracts, uh, so some teardrops for uh, the NFL players. But um, today we are continuing our fantasy football series with a deep dive into the football divas, a.k.a. the ball catchers, a.k.a. the wide receivers. Us um, is going to talk some injuries for us, and then uh, we're going to discuss some um, Issues on the wide receivers and some fantasy football draft stock and some fantasy football things. But before we get into that, it is absolutely important that I tell you guys that you must please subscribe and give us a five star review on your favorite podcasting application. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Those are the only three I really know. Um, but you can find us on those three. Um, did you just did you just call our fans snitches? No, Stitcher. Oh, I'm just a, kidding. <laughs> they, no, they're not Snitches. We love you guys. Um, and you guys will not get Stitches from our doctor.
1: Uh, that's a
2: guarantee. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, but before we go into wide receivers, I'm just going to have a disclaimer. As uh, usually, we don't actually ever... Bring our jocks aspects of our knowledge into this, but as a former pr- person that played in the secondary for like seven years of my life, including all four in years in high school, I have strong opinions. Yeah, I have strong opinions about wide receivers. I just do. It's just some of them match my what I believe, some of them don't, and uh, I think it served me well in my league. And I hope uh, for once we can use a, the jock advice, even just a little bit.
0: You had some strong opinions on our wide receivers, but I have some strong opinions on our Instagram and Twitter. Um, do you know our handle?
1: It's <laughs> at, Yeah,
0: it's at J O C S A N D D O C S. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram for all new content. Um some cool pictures that I Photoshop of Adi and Asad and I. Um, and we're gonna try getting some videos out. Uh but let's talk some wide receivers let's get into this uh and i think the biggest injury and the most important team we need to talk about is the philadelphia eagles yes yes it's the philadelphia eagles the reigning champions um and there's a big injury to the wide receiver core the biggest injury i think of any wide receiver this year alshon jeffrey timetable unknown first two weeks um, looks looking like a definite out so also give us the prognosis and what's going on
2: so Alshon Jeffrey had surgery to repair his rotator cuff in his shoulder uh, back in February the rotator cuff is a group of tendons that help stabilize the shoulder through range of motion in the arm so for you can see why this would be important for a wide receiver uh, as far as you know using the arms to catch the ball obviously um, and, you know, the, the return for rotator cuff repair is usually anywhere from six to eight months, depending on the size of the tear and the the size of the repair that has to come with it. So if you're looking at a February surgery date for Alshon Jeffrey, he's right about the six, seven month mark now, which I guess is why this makes sense, why he's not um he's not back yet and not on pace to start the season. So Alshon Jeffrey, I'd expect to miss at least week two uh, is what I'm hearing or reading in reports is uh, at least week one and week two. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it lasts longer,
1: though. So uh, I would, I would be cautious with Alshon Jeffrey at least for the first quarter of the season. On Alshon Jeffrey, I I would I would go down, especially given that he's probably going to miss week
2: two, at least week two, so.
0: As there's also another very big injury with the Eagles obviously Carson Wentz went down um, last year late in the year and uh, Nick Foles had a heroic effort winning them the Super Bowl and winning Super Bowl MVP uh, a lot of worries with Carson Wentz to start the season he hasn't uh, I don't think he's even participated or he's even been cleared to participate uh, for contact Um so far, and there's only one week left. Uh, what are your expectations for Carson Wentz this year, Asad?
2: So Carson Wentz, I'm a little bullish on as well. Uh, He's suffered, I, we know about the ACL, but the, the issue with him was that he also had an LCL injury at the same time, so it was a multi-ligamentous knee injury. Uh, and you know, the, the surgery is is fairly similar, but whenever you tear multiple ligaments in the knee, you would expect the recovery to be a lot tougher, which is the case for Carson Wentz. So if this was just an isolated ACL tear, I'd probably expect him to be back and ready to go right now. But because it's an ACL-LCL, uh, his his availability for the start of the season is obviously in doubt, as is being reported. I think that's very accurate. And even when he gets back, I think he's going to be brought back slowly. So uh, I would not expect a fast start to the season for Carson Wentz.
0: Um, so are you mad that I took him in your draft last night?
2: Uh, a little bit, yeah.
0: So you really don't?
1: So, you- <laughs>
2: so, so I, I, first of all, I, I couldn't draft. For for those wondering, I, I was in the middle of a basketball game during one of my fantasy football drafts and asked my esteemed colleague here to, to draft for me. Uh, we discussed our draft strategy before, but and he knows I don't like to draft quarterbacks at all. But somehow I ended up with two quarterbacks on my team. Zero quarterback
0: strategy. How is
1: that possible?
2: Three, three, three. Oh, I like to stream my quarterbacks. I don't like to. I don't like to draft my quarterbacks. Um, I, said,
1: I'm so, I said. the hipster of the group.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah, we
0: don't know if we we trust his injury advice, but we don't know if we trust his fantasy advice. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, that's, that's, someone that's, here that's has won you.
2: more uh, more titles in our league than either of you. So let's just uh, get that straight well um but yeah I, I ended up with two quarterbacks i ended up with three packers and yeah i'm still trying to figure this out so
0: what is the uh, worst case like... sorry go ahead adi it
1: sounds like he has a winning team
0: yeah <laughs> i drafted it of course he does um but what is the worst case scenario for carson wentz
2: Oh, worst case, I, I don't think he's going to miss the year. Obviously, but you uh, you don't, don't want to rush your franchise quarterback back, especially Carson Wentz, um, who means so much to that team. I, I'd say you're looking at probably uh, similar to Alshon Jeffrey, probably the first quarter of the season. Um, I'd expect him to be back by then. Uh, if not, then there's some worries, and you know this this recovery could stretch into the year. But
1: uh, okay, I think that okay, the so, milestone. So, well, What's so right that? now. Right, right now he's a ninth rated quarterback. Right, his average draft position is he's the seventh quarterback being taken off the board. Even though most people have him ranked as a ninth quarterback, How, would you would you put the would you think you'd put the him below Roethlisberger and Rivers and Garoppolo because of that, or do you still put him above that that range of quarterbacks?
2: You know, I I think we we were talking worst case about the first quarter of the season. I don't think he's on track to start week one, um, but I think. Week two and week three is not out of the question at all. So if you can survive one week without your quarterback, which you should be able to. If you stream your quarterbacks like I do, then uh, I would still rank him pretty high. Who do you have
0: okay. bigger? Who do you have bigger concerns about? Uh, Andrew Luck uh, or Carson Wentz?
2: In terms, oh of Carson quality? Wentz by far. Yeah, Carson Wentz by far. Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck had a posterior labral repair, which is uh, two seasons or one season ago, actually. Uh, which is why he was so slow to be brought back last year. He, you know, whenever you repair the labrum in the shoulder, the labrum is a is basically like a cushion that surrounds the the ball part of the ball and socket. And when you repair that, you you tend to get stiff, and you had the battle stiffness throughout your whole rehab because you had to immobilize the shoulder for the repair to heal back down. Um, and that, that's what Luck was dealing with last year. Is you can imagine not being able to externally rotate your arm and cock back for. Um, for that throwing motion of his. And if you look at his throwing motion, he actually throws a lot from his shoulder too, not not much from his elbow or from his hips. So uh, for Luck especially, I think it was tough to battle back. But as far as this year goes, I think Luck is going to be um, do fairly well, and that shouldn't be an issue for him. Once this this acutely from his ACL reconstruction and his LCL injury, uh, I have more concern for him starting the year than Luck.
0: In terms of a uh, fantasy wide receiver outlook, I think uh, that with both Alshon Hurt and Carson Wentz, uh, doubtful and unknown, that bodes well for Nelson Aguilar, who was pretty efficient uh, with Nick Foles at his quarterback. Um, Alshon Jeffrey saw 120 targets last year, Nelson Aguilar to 95. Um, He did post a lot of touchdowns. Uh, Look for him as a late-round steal, especially with the uncertainty around Alshon Jeffrey um, and Carson Wentz. Zach Ertz probably won't take a hit regardless of the quarterback. Um, he's probably the best catcher on that team, even when Alshon's healthy, in my opinion. So, I mean, he's he's pretty much a draftable. Uh, he's draftable regardless, um, and I'm pretty high on Zach Ertz. Adi, I want to get your opinions on the Eagles, just from a football standpoint, um, and I guess from a fantasy standpoint, if you want to get into that. But do they even have a chance of repeating as... Um, both the NFC champions and then as the Super Bowl champions?
1: Um, I, I don't think so, but I, I would like to say, I don't, I'm not going to make a prediction about where the Eagles are going to go. What I am going to do is I'm going to say that the Eagles have a split in the road, a fork in their destiny per se, and they can either go what I like to prescribe as the Patriots-Seahawks route, or they can go the every other champion in the last 10 years route. And the Patriots and the Seahawks, well, you know, the Seahawks, while they only won one Super Bowl in their peak, you know, they they were inches away from another Super Bowl and competitive throughout the last decade. And the Patriots are the Patriots. And now what they do simply better than any other teams is they cut players that are that are players that matter to their team, that took them places where they needed to go. And those hard cuts allowed them to continue paying their their stars, they identified who their main stars were, and they basically just worked around those people. So I think the Eagles are going to inevitably have this similar choice with players like Alshon, Jeffrey, per se, where it, it's going to come to repaying their younger players and uh, letting them go. And uh, I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see. And I, while I don't think they're going to win the championship this year, I do think that Carson Wentz, if he is healthy – He's playing the five, fifth five. He's playing the fifth easiest schedule for any quarterbacks. And um, he has a good line. And he should be. He should be, He could even be a top five fantasy quarterback as long as he gets 14, 14 games in. So I, I believe in Wentz. And as for the Eagles, I think there's a big to be determined. But it's just I think they really have a fork in the road. Everyone is taking this uh, destiny franchise thing very seriously for them. Like, oh, the, the, the next Patriots. But they could easily just not be. The next Patriots like every other team this decade. Like imagine what we thought about the Ravens and Flacco right after coming to the Super Bowl, right? We thought Flacco, wow, these guys are gonna be a perennial contender. Look what happened, et cetera, et cetera. So that'll be interesting to watch.
0: And luckily they got their championship. Uh, so there's I mean, we always talk about how windows close very very quickly, especially in the NBA and and the NFL. So I mean, at least they got their one unlike, on you know, the Thunder, who never got <clears throat> who never got that championship in their window, right? but
1: um yeah it's it's such a weird case because for the first time in in modern history i mean forget modern any history i remember that they just ex- they did it years before they were supposed to do it so it's just like what do we do now so that's why i was just saying that i hope i certainly hope for their fans they they make uh intelligent decisions which could seem cruel in the short term but better for the franchise in the long term
0: all right and we're Uh, We we've been talking about the defending champs, but I think it's time to move on to the second best team in the league. Um, And that is the, uh, the Cleveland Browns. This is the Cleveland Browns. um, And recently this week, as we saw in hard knocks, if you guys have been following Josh Gordon returned to training camp after two weeks of absence, Um, but he returned to a hamstring injury. So, I'm sure it's nothing big. Uh, that's why we have us to tell us. Um, so what is Josh Gordon's prognosis? And uh, before you do that, let me let me throw one of these out here. Josh Gordon.
2: Can we get the bless him again? Go ahead and bless him. I like that one. <laughs> so so josh gordon this is uh this is consistent with anyone who comes in not necessarily out of shape because if you watch hard knocks josh gordon doesn't look out of shape at all um, but it's, it's someone who's out of conditioning i guess and you know you said the same saw the same thing with roquan smith for the bears uh missed the first three to four three weeks i guess of training camp is that about right and, uh, you know, came back and started practicing and pulled a hamstring. And that just happens when you're you're not conditioned to do it. So I'm not worried about Josh Gordon, honestly. I think uh, the, ho- the holdout is probably precautionary. These usually aren't major hamstring injuries. They're just more of a tightness or a small, mild strain. I wouldn't be too worried about Josh Gordon. You can go ahead and bless him again, and uh, yeah, I think he'll be fine.
0: that uh, wide receiver core should be blessed. I mean, Jarvis Landry should eat up targets. Um, and he's kind of an unknown. I mean, it's really dependent on if you believe in his town or not, which I mean, Miami clearly did not. And Cleveland clearly did, uh, in terms of being a fantasy owner, it's really just what you believe in. Jo- in Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon is also a big unknown. Obviously the town's there. Um, but these guys can eat. I don't know. Adi, I want to get your opinion on the Browns. You might not have a lot of opinions on the Browns, but, um, who who gives these wide receivers the best option? And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a side prop at you. Um, does Baker Mayfield play play eight plus games this year?
1: Yeah, he has to. He has to play eight plus games. They finally have a franchise quarterback. They gotta give him the game play eight. I think he's got to play twelve plus games. Does he give them the best chance? I don't know. But they finally have a quarterback, so they gotta figure it out.
2: But they, they also have Tyra. I mean. Is it Tyrod or Tyrod? What do we decide? Tyrod. It's Tyrod, Tyrod now. All of a sudden, I thought it was Tyrod. Tyrod again. I thought we switched back no. to Tyrod. No. I,
0: Tyrod. He told Troy Aikman. It's Tyrod. Well, he told Troy Aikman on Hard Knocks that it was Tyrod. But that could just be conditioning. Uh, you know, we've been just as conditioning. Look, from just, Let's just call Tyrod. him
1: TT from VT, okay? TT from VT. From Virginia Tech. Are you a believer in TT? I'm a believer in T.T. I'm a believer in their Does whole he roster. Look, he's looked pretty good. I think he has, team. but I, I think, okay, look. How many times are we doing this with teams again? They finally got a franchise quarterback. You got to figure out if he's worth it or not. What is your goal? Is your goal to finally get some wins so you can open up all those beers that are caged or Or you saw that, right? You got, you got, like, or or is your goal here (laughs) to develop, turn into a championship roster? If your goal is to turn into a championship roster, you've unfortunately, disproportionately spent a a lot of your cap on a quarterback high in the draft, as your fans have been begging you to, to do for a decade. So I think this is one of those scenarios where GM is hamstrung. Now, do I think this entire year, in the year 2018-19 season, is Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor or T.T. from V.T. a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? Of course, a resounding, of course. I mean, I remember Baker Mayfield when the University of Houston, my alma mater, destroyed him at Reliant Stadium, but that's a different story. But all I'm saying is, that's not the point here. The Browns need to develop this quarterback, or their their fans are going to kill themselves. So they can put out Tyron Taylor or VTT for VT for, for six weeks, maybe. But if they're two and four, one and five, and they don't put in Baker Mayfield, they're in trouble. Now, if they're hanging at 500, you stick to, you stick to TT. Now, I think if, if TT is in the game and he's getting starts, he could end up being a top 10 fantasy quarterback. That's how much I like him. I just think from a, from a, from a football perspective, and from the perspective of of where you went with Baker Mayfield, you're going to have to play him.
0: And I know you have some uh, some positive opinions on Josh Gordon. Just give us a little, little hint, a little
1: take of what we should expect from Josh Gordon. Totally biased. He's from Houston, not going to lie. Even though he went to Baylor, and we, we all know Baylor is an embarrassment of the state of Texas. But sorry to any of our fans if they went to Baylor. That's your fault, not ours. But Josh Gordon is one of those rare, rare, rare players who, you know, people talk about explosiveness and athleticism and troubles off the field, but the man has incredible in-game technique. He doesn't have the miles on his body. I can totally see him going for 1,100 yards and 10 TDs, the same way DeAndre Uh, Hopkins ate when the Texans fed him five different quarterbacks. He still kept eating. I think as long as it's either TT or Baker Mayfield, Josh Gordon is going to, he's going to not get as much as he should. Let's say if if he was with like Roethlisberger, but I still think he's good for a thousand yard postseason and maybe 10 touchdowns is putting it too high, but I I would put his floor at a thousand and eight, a thousand and a touchdown every other game. That's how much I believe in Josh Gordon uh, pending whatever, you know, Dr. K says about the hamstring. He says he's good to go, so we should be fine. But Josh Gordon, don't like, you know, don't bite too early for him. But don't feel bad if you're drafting him maybe four or five spots above his ADP. I think he's gonna be consistent. The kid has a lot to prove. He's been humbled and the franchise I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm intrigued by the Browns and I have not watched a single episode of Hard Knocks. So I'm just saying that from a pure football perspective. I'm intrigued. They have a lot of talented players there.
0: I mean, sure, they have a lot of talent, but do you have faith in Hugh Jackson and, and the staff around Absolutely there? Absolutely
1: not. With, uh, <laughs> they're, 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 they're sort of team that the player – look, it doesn't matter how much talent they have. They're not going to be a winning team, right? So th- their players may like show some stuff, and then Hugh Jackson gets fired maybe midway through next season, and then somebody can come in totally—that's a good coach—and take those same players who grew under Hugh Jackson and take them to the next level if they do everything according to plan. But I just—I—I—I I, I, I don't see them going zero sixteen. I just don't. I see them winning maybe four or five, even six games. I think there's talent on the team. They're finally—they're finally doing All right. things right. And uh. <laughs>
0: You should get around to watching Hard Knocks, if not solely for uh, for Carl Nassib's uh, economics lessons. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they are a one, and they are yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, very, that's what i That's all the rage in New York. <laughs> they're right, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's move on to a more positive note um, and a team with probably a brighter future than the uh, the Cleveland Browns right now. Um, our hometown team, and that is d yes
1: have. you, you said they probably have a better future than cleveland can you just say they definitely well, <laughs> <a better>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do but i i, I don't want to live in the world of certainties and takes so i'm gonna you know as a oh, yeah, lawyer yeah. i feel like that, i need to that, uh that, get some give myself some reasonable um so (laughs) so we don't know you know Deshaun Watson has some injury history of course and Will Fuller has a significant injury history and we're talking wide receiver so I said what the hell is wrong with Will Fuller why can't this man never get on the field and should we should we expect him to get on the field because he has some high upside yes the Texans expect him
2: to be ready for week one he's also dealing with a hamstring injury in the preseason it's not uncommon to see hamstring injuries The the problem with them is they can linger throughout the year so and you know will fuller you can't ignore the fact that he's missed games with knees clavicles now a hamstring he's when he plays he's great um
1: all the man does is catch touchdowns That's yeah all he does is touchdowns. but he needs to uh, get on the field
2: we just got to get him on the field i don't think the hamstring uh, should prevent him from getting on the field week one uh at least from the reports that i'm reading and i think the texans expect him to, to be ready for week one too
0: so, Adi, how high are you on Will Fuller's upside? And I mean, we all we all know DeAndre Hopkins is going to do his thing, regardless of how good Deshaun Watson actually is. And if Deshaun, I mean, I still have a little bit of questions. Um, I mean, I know a lot of Texans fans don't, but I mean, do you think Deshaun Watson is real? And I mean, how much does that how much does that contribute to Will Fuller's success and as a Texan?
1: So you know whose opinion I respect the most in the NFL right now. And this coincidentally comes with a great ESPN (laughs) in the NFL. (laughs) NFL. Uh, a great, a great, a great A plus plus ESPN. What do you call it? Uh, Promo or special piece on him dropped today. Uh, Jalen Ramsey profile. Sorry, ESPN profile. Jalen Ramsey. I love that kid. I love that kid so much, and I like him because this he's just so amazing, and He's just somebody I totally vibe with. That's somebody that plays secondary. And, dude, when he – the I was, like, in my heart when he was talking all that crap about all the quarterbacks, he was just, listen off, fake, garbage, this, this. And then I was like, yo, please don't say nothing bad about Deshaun Watson. Please. And then they asked him about Deshaun Watson. He's, like, future MVP, face of the league. And I was like, literally, whatever lingering minutia of doubt was in my head, was gone, and and I'm wow. more now. I agree. Obviously, injuries can hamper him. Look at Andrew Luck. You know what I'm saying? Like, injuries can. Well, hamper- hold on, hold on, hold on. About Jalen Ramsey,
0: I don't know how I don't know how seriously we can take his opinion because he did leave out the goat, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he didn't even mention Mitchell Trubisky's <laughs> name. I was a little upset. I, I was like, I don't even I don't think in his career well, he's ever he's been even of heard C-field. of him. Yeah, honestly, I don't think he's ever heard of him.
1: Honestly, no, no, he, he did actually because he played in the ACC with Trubisky, right? Because Jalen uh, played for Florida State. Yeah, that Trubisky is true. That is true. So maybe um, what Jalen's saying is Trubisky doesn't matter by not saying anything at all. Nay.
0: well, I don't know, dude. He he didn't want to. <laughs> he didn't want to get bad juju, dude. He didn't want to put Mitchell's
1: name in his mouth. So maybe That's those. I feel about maybe it. those ACC boys stick together, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... but either either way, no, I don't have a doubt when it comes to Deshaun. The only question is, I mean, he, I think the whole league is excited. I've talked to people who mutually don't care about the Texans, and they can say that, like, yo, that moment in the season when Deshaun Watson went down was like the whole league just was sad. You know, like the whole like he was one of the positives amongst all that you know we forget a year ago we were in the middle of you know all that political bullshit you know going on with the game where you got a you know person x tweeting at 3 a.m how much like, i hates the league and uh, you know and the, one of the only positive just things that were coming out of the league was seeing Deshaun watson a kid that grew up in a home that worked built for him you know black quarterback from the south wins a championship at clemson a university that never wins nothing and then all of a sudden is just, you know, shining for a, a team that's literally been dying for a quarterback since the moment they were created. And when he went out, you know, and the Harvey and all of that stuff. And when he and he was like the shining light, you know, this is before the Astros won the championship, too. So anyway, I mean, I think the pressure has been I mean, the kid can handle it. He's intelligent. He's I've always believed, you know, every year. I, I, this is more strenuous, but I've always believed in Bill O'Brien. And I think this is the year that it it has to come together. If it doesn't, Deshaun may stay, Bill Bill O'Brien's not going to stay.
0: How do you feel about the defense when JJ and... I know a lot of Houston fans who are not high on JJ. And and it sounds like blasphemy because of what he did for, uh, like, Derek Harvey and just what he's done for the city of Houston. But I'm...
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, look, look. I, I have no problem with him because... Uh, okay, so when they, when you mean they're not high on J.J., I'm sure you mean they're not high on J.J. Watt being able to beat the J.J. Watt of three yeah. years ago. That's what yeah, mean, well, right? there's also some historians yeah,
0: who are not high on J.J. on a personal level, but I'm not going to get into all of that because I, I don't have a personal opinion on Those J.J. People, Watt. <laughs> okay. Those
1: people are, are ridiculous. Okay, look, I, 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 I would admit, right before he started getting injured, it, it was getting a little bit like, remember how I used to get annoyed of Arian Foster? And I would tell you about it like, yeah, this guy's a little arrogant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And JJ uh, Watt was definitely reaching that territory where he was like that holier than thou, almost a little corny, sort of annoying. But I think the injuries look, here's all you I can mean, We got to ask Asa, it's where's kind of Asa
0: on this? Asa, where, where's JJ Watt stand? in terms of recovery, and should we even expect this defense to...
1: No, well, well, well let me just say, before we get an opinion, I, Usain, this is my question for you. This is what I expect. I expect 75% J.J. Watt. Is that possible?
2: Compared, 75% compared to what?
1: Compared to elite J.J. Watt. or yeah, let's even go that's very thirds. possible. That let's is go very two possible. Third. Like, w- wouldn't you say that two-thirds of elite J.J. Watt equals an above-average defensive lineman in the NFL.
2: Yeah, that, that's very possible for him. The, the fracture he had last year in his uh, tibial plateau shouldn't be an issue for him this year going forward. It should be nice, nice and well healed up. My biggest issue is still his back that, that he had
1: to
2: yeah. So I, I think that's a bigger long-term issue than his knee is. So,
1: But do you think he can deliver, like, 14 healthy games at playing two-thirds to three-quarters of, the, of what he was before?
2: I will never guarantee games for a football player, ever. It's too well, too. too It's too risky. It's too too high of a – I will well, never especially, make that guarantee.
1: Especially, it, if you wouldn't do that for a football player, you're definitely not going to do it with a football player with that history, for right? no, no. <laughs> you, yeah.
2: Do I think you yeah, can? Yeah. yeah. Do I think it's possible? Of course it's possible. Is it likely? Well, Probably likely, but uh, not no, guaranteed. Uh, hey, like,
1: we, we, we got you on the show because we need you to make the tough calls. Now, I'm not asking you to guarantee it, but on a scale of 1 to 10 – how likely do you think he's gonna play fourteen games and give us that two thirds to three quarters on a scale of one to ten? Seven to eight.
0: Okay, that, that's, positive. that's positive. Can we get a thumbs right, up? Let me, hold on, can we get on, a thumbs, thumbs get you. up? <laughs> I got you. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and, we sure, and, we and, just
2: and, need and, to replace that with the blossom.
1: Look, look, and, 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 and to the haters that don't like him personally, all you can hope for when you play when you have a player in the NFL. Was given his body on the line, and we all know J.J. Watt gives his body on the line, is that he does everything in his ability to come back from injury. That's it. Maybe maybe he came back a little early because he was eager, maybe not. But it's not like we're worried about J.J. Watt working or is he going to do everything he can to come back. He's going to do his job. That's part of the NFL contract. It's, brutal, it's a brutal league, but... The man just raised a world record amount. You guys saw that, right? It's a world record. No one has ever raised more for anything in the history of the world. Can you believe that?
0: How much did he raise? you know the numbers?
1: 54? Uh, I could be off by a couple, but I'm pretty sure it was like 54 million. And it was officially certified as the most raised for, for I don't know, like whatever the statistic <laughs> is. or count. Like a
0: single <laughs> person?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one person's rate. Exactly. You nailed it. Yeah. All right. Um,
0: That's enough Homer talk for uh, one podcast. Let's move on uh, to my adopted uh, Northern team, although I don't really like them because I'm a Bears fan. But we got to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Wait, did you, did you
1: officially acknowledge them as your adopted
0: team? No. Well, kind of i've been to a few games no, no, i've no, been no. T- <laughs> i can't no.
1: i can impeach you i
0: then. I I, I I i had a disclaimer dude they're uh i'm still a bears I, fan I, so i don't like yeah, that. but i'm a. am from minnesota i guess kind of not really but all right enough of that yes the vikings um so i uh, said so let's talk about adam thalen um Let's
2: not talk about Adam Thielen. I don't. I don't think his leg injury is a big deal. All
1: right.
2: The, this not, it hasn't been announced. He pulled up <laughs> recently in practice. Oh, that's uh,
1: that's bold. That's bold. He
0: said, Let's not.
2: <laughs> I, at least from the reports that I'm seeing. I mean, you guys correct me if you if you see something else. But uh, it, all all I'm reading is that he left Tuesday's practice with a with a, a leg injury, hobbled off the field. Um, Apparently there's no cause for long-term concern. That's a quote from the Minneapolis star tribune may miss a handful of practice reps, but should be ready to go. Yeah. I I don't see anything concerning here. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but
1: fake news, fake news,
0: fake news. All right. So Adam Thalen is fake news. Adam Thalen's injury is fake news. Adam Thalen is not fake news. Um, uh, the two questions, two part question. um, the simple one is do the Vikings and do the Viking? are the Vikings able will the Vikings be able to sustain two wide receiver ones? And my second question is, who would you rather have? Diggs or Thalen?
1: Man, I feel like that has been the single most intriguing question this entire um preseason. It's like Diggs or Thalen. Like who would you take? You know, I don't know, but so so let me just
0: let me just read off some stats for you just yeah. to help you out. So Adam Thalen, uh, 91 receptions, 143 targets, uh, 1,277 yards, um, only four touchdowns, uh, total fantasy points, 148.8, 9.3 points per game. Um in terms of digs, digs had 64 receptions, 95 targets, 849 yards. He only played in 14 games. He had eight touchdowns, 134 fantasy points per game, 9.6. So they were roughly um, the same in terms of uh, fantasy points per game. Diggs is a little better.
1: Oh, definitely. The, the, re- the reason I go with Diggs, even though Thielen is definitely probably the more... Well, you know, also you got to go PPR league versus normal league. In a normal league, I would go Diggs. In a PPR league, i go Thielen. However, overall, if we're not talking just overall player. I go for Diggs purely on upside. That's it. I mean, we saw him explode towards the end of last season and the playoffs. And if he continues, which I see no business, no reason to think why he shouldn't, um, his upside, in my opinion, is higher than Thielen's.
0: All right. Um, simple answer, uh, and I guess we'll move on. Um, I, I, before we, I only want to talk about one more team and uh, one more. Uh, I only have one more question for Adi, um, and the team I want to talk about is the... The Seattle Seahawks. Yes, the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Um, only because Doug Baldwin's had this, uh, like, mysterious knee injury. Um, he's supposed to be a wide receiver one, especially without any other weapons in that offense, a, a kind of a bare-bottom roster with the Seahawks. So I said, what should we look out for with Doug Baldwin? Um, he, I think he even came out and, and admitted this is going to require maintenance throughout the season, which is not good. Uh, you don't want to hear that from any wide receiver or any player. Um, you know, that was basically what Jordan Reed was saying all of last year. And I know from experience that that was uh, a god-awful fantasy uh, player to have. So should we avoid Doug Baldwin? Should we give him the thumbs down? Or are you drafting him?
2: So here, Doug Baldwin, you're right. It's a mystery. And I wish I had a clear diagnosis to give you, but I don't. Uh, I can give you my thoughts. So Baldwin has been dealing with this probably since May when they first started OTAs. Um, said he, that's when he, he said he first had an issue with his knee. Sat out his mini camp. Uh, has been on and off through, the, through training camp. And then came out. I'm going to say that he's probably going to be 80 to 85% for the rest of the year. And like you said, he's going to require maintenance on the the knee. To me, that doesn't sound like an ACL tear. It doesn't sound like a meniscus issue or a ligament sprain. Those are all things that can be fixed or uh, rehabbed through. This sounds like it's a cartilage issue, Um, especially when he says that he's going to be 80 to 85% require maintenance. That could be anything from draining fluid out of the knee when it it flares up to rest uh, to anything like that. It's not really something that is going to be uh, surgical. Um, usually surgical cart- cartilage issues are like small, um, not even small, but just contained defects. This sounds like it's wear and tear on the knee and he just has a bum knee that uh, might be starting to get arthritic. Uh, Jay Jai is, has been dealing with this too. So 80 to 85 percent of Doug Baldwin can still be very good. Um, you just might not realize his full potential.
0: Shout out JHI, Ajayi, Arsenal fan.
2: Yeah, shout out to Gunner JJ. Um But yeah, as far as as far as Doug Baldwin goes, I think he'll he'll play in 85 percent. Doug Baldwin being a the top target in that offense with uh, Russell Wilson slingin' the ball around the field. I'd I'd still draft him, uh, but you know I'm not I'm not happy about it. And I'm not confident with it.
1: I would not draft him. I I would not draft him.
0: Okay, so he's on the he's on the consensus don't draft list, but um.
2: No, he's not a consensus don't draft, but he's a he's a guy I'm worried about for uh, the year.
0: This guy we should be worried about, and uh, the Seahawks should be worried about because they don't have a lot of players, um, and I'm only mentioning this because I know Adi wants to talk about it. It was a big game this Saturday for us, uh, so Adi, here's your turn, here's your chance to uh, plug in, you know, our favorite player, you know, the hometown kid, and... Um, you know, just talk. I know you got a lot to say about.
1: Who are you talking about? At who we
0: talking? At Oliver, my friend, the likely no, the likely, oh, the likely oh, number one, the him. likely number one pick in the real draft, where Seattle might be yeah. the number one pick based off their terrible roster. I'm just I mean, I'm not saying they are going to be. I'm just saying they have a chance. Oh, wow! <laughs> I could not even put the two things together because
1: they're not going <laughs> to be number one pick.
0: I don't know, dude. You said the Browns might win four games. Someone's got to be the number one pick.
1: Look, I will go to every Hindu temple between here and Cleveland to make sure that Ed Oliver doesn't get drafted by the Browns. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, but uh, uh, well, I-, I just wanted to give a couple sleepers too before we go. Is that okay? Well,
0: hold on. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna get into our sleeper picks and our. Uh, our best picks after Oh those- but if you're asking If you're
1: asking I thing about Seattle In general Their offense is trash Stay away Russell Wilson Is going to get destroyed And if they play him After like week nine It's only for his own punishment
0: Alright Well I tried getting you To do an Ed Oliver plug You refused Go ahead Oliver <laughs> um,
1: well, I mean I don't want to Link to the season
0: Alright Alright Fair enough Fair enough We won't put bad juju On Ed Oliver But good luck Good luck this weekend um, we're all rooting for you. Bye yeah,
1: he's, he's, he's yeah, he's gonna get four sacks on the low against Rice. You're gonna have the first nose tackle Heisman ever. You already know the man's got a he got a we got an ESPN profile profile article, Bleacher Report profile article, Yahoo profile article. The man's eating that Burns barbecue in all three articles. You know, it's going <laughs> at all of them, baby.
0: Um, and Oreo, don't forget Oreo.
1: Oreo, yeah, Oreo. Well, R.I.P. Oreo is passed away.
0: Oh, he died. Yeah. I didn't know that. R.I.P.
1: No. Yeah, died. no, no, yeah, yeah. That was his dog growing up. I mean, his horse growing horse. up. But his do, his his dog, who's a Great Dane, is named uh, Houston. By the way, because he wanted to remember Houston wherever he gets drafted. <laughs>
0: that, Wait, it's named the Houston or God. it's named Houston? No, Houston, oh,
1: Houston. Houston, like the oh, name okay, Houston.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. I wanted to also get your opinion on uh, some interesting news, uh, just like maybe for like a minute or two, but while we have some time, um, Michael Kendricks recently cut from the Browns after some insider trading. the uh, uh, yeah, I kind of just want what what are, what are your thoughts on the whole situation, and and should he
1: have been even cut? Well, uh, well, and. Yo, you know what this is? This is like one of those things where the crime sounds so much cooler than whatever this guy just did. Like, <laughs> the man, the man gave $10,000 in Eagles tickets and she gets for free for insider trading. Imagine getting cut from an NFL team for that. Huh? <laughs> well, and not only that, the second thing this says is that the NFL is way more serious about white-collar crime than beating your wife. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: it's a sad situation in terms of punishment. Uh, But
1: yeah, I guess I mean, we, and and like, like the the biggest, most ironic thing about all of this. And, you know, I'm obviously not against wealth accumulation or nothing. I'm a capitalist to the core, but how many of these NFL franchise owners, have made money off of insider trading come on like, you know yes, especially
0: hilarious. jimmy haslam the browns owner who is involved yeah. in a white collar crime uh case right now
1: he probably he probably probably suspended him for not giving him the plug. <laughs> he's like you're my employee, yeah, yeah. you're my employee. that's my plug.
0: <laughs> yeah um and he may face he may face suspension as i uh tweeted earlier um just in terms of an nfl policy thing uh, he did violate the conduct policy um, they do talk about uh, crimes such as um, insider trading and stuff like that. Uh, so he could face suspension, probably unlikely, depending on the punishment. I think he's he's not facing any jail time. It's not a criminal charge. It's a, just a civil charge. So I think he's only facing, like, civil penalties and um, some, like, civil fines and stuff so I'm like tell,
1: that. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, after, like, Florida State and, like, uh, maybe uh, Baylor – Harvard produces the most criminals per capita.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to go so far as to say that, but, um, let's move on to the last segment of both of our injury. I want to move on to our last injury portion of, uh, the podcast before we get into our booms and bust picks, uh, and sleeper picks for fantasy. Um, a few returning guys, uh, Alan Robinson, Odell Beckham, uh, It doesn't seem like there's a lot of um, speculation or a lot of uh, worry about these two guys. But I said, do you have any opinions on these guys? And is there anything we we should maybe look out for, particularly with Allen Robinson, I think?
2: Yeah, Odell I'm not too worried about. Uh, His his injury was one that heals pretty well with time. And I'm not worried about Odell this year. Uh, Alan Robinson with the ACL, uh, you know, he, he kind of had a slow start to training camp, not production-wise. But I mean, as far as getting back from his injury, hasn't seen much game time in preseason. I think it's going to take him a little bit to get going this year, uh, just coming fresh off an ACL. So, uh, I, I don't think he's going to have another problem with it, but I think he is going to be a little slow to start the year.
0: Okay, um, that's it for injuries. Uh, let's finish off with our fantasy picks. Fantasy booms, fantasy busts, fantasy sleepers, whatever you want. Let's start with our booms for wide receivers.
1: Um, who wants to start? Yeah, I can go. I, I've been really excited about this one. Um, so my fantasy boom sleeper slash all-around superstar performer Is going to be a surprising one, but his name is Keelan Cole from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think with Marquez Lee going, Marquise Lee—I don't know how you pronounce it—Marquez Lee going down for the year. uh, If you look at Keelan Cole's numbers in the last half of last year, you'll find that this man was a top ten fantasy wide receiver, and I believe he is poised for a huge breakout. I find it ludicrous that he's being right now. His average drafted position is somewhere like fifty-five amongst his uh position which i think is ridiculous i think anywhere below 30 you can go ahead and take him uh for his position that is and uh the second one i also wanted to mention if possible is alan hearns now we know who alan hearns is he's been a consistent pass catcher i just like the fact that he has the potential to be dallas's number one quarterback and while i'm not i don't think i mean wide receiver sorry yes and i don't think any of us are on the dallas cowboys offense bandwagon but someone's gonna have to catch those play action touchdowns and they're still gonna have that running attack and i think if alan hearns right now his average draft position is 49th amongst wide receivers and if he's the number one quarterback for the dallas cowboys he should be much higher than that and i I wanted to give you those two guys because both of those guys are being drafted very low and i think they even have like you know, they can both potentially crack into the top 25 wide receiver range. Uh, and yeah, so that's my boom. So those are my two booms.
0: I said I'll let you go second, um, unless you want me to take it.
2: No, I can go. Um, I think so. My boom and actually my sleeper both come from the same team. They're not the same person though. Uh, give me, well, give, give us me your Keenan boom Keenan first. Allen. Your
0: boom first. You
2: got. Yeah, know. my boom is Keenan Allen uh, from the from the San Diego Chargers. I think Keenan Allen has great I mean, years. I on a boom. He's the
0: wide receiver one. Yeah, he's he's, he's a, yeah he's the number six overall.
1: <laughs> then what?
2: Then what defines a sleeper? <laughs> no,
0: he's
1: got to be. Does my sleeper have to be my boom? Hey, hey, hey yo, Amon, my boom. Is Odell Beckham <laughs> okay? Antonio Brown. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> <laughs>
0: on. That, that is my, not my, the same
1: thing. my NFL draft sleeper is Ed Oliver. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is not the same thing. You said for a boom and a bust, right? A bust should be someone, or I mean, a boom and a a, a sleeper, right? A sleeper should be someone who's being drafted fairly no, I
0: said a boom, bust, and okay. sleeper, but a boom, a boom and a sleeper. Uh, okay,
1: a, okay let's, let's, you, you know, for our readers, we should clarify a boom. Should be anyone who's not in the top ten of his position that could be in the top ten of his position, and then a sleeper is anyone that could finish in the top twenty-five of their position, but they're like in the forties and fifties. Okay,
2: okay. Then let me change it then. If, if you're going to be that specific for no, boom, I mean,
1: you, you agree, Amon, right? Yeah. Wait, like, my, I, I didn't say a top well, ten player, well, hold on, hold, too, hold on. Right? Before you
0: say your boom, I uh, said Adi was was your was Keenan Cole your uh, boom or your sleeper?
1: I actually think they're, <laughs> they're both. Oh, come Cole on. Is more my come boom. on. Keenan Cole is more my boom. Keenan Cole could end up being, uh, like, literally a top 15 wide receiver. And Allen hurts is more of a center. Okay. Okay. All right, my boom my is my boom. That's boom. a hot seven, take.
2: Second Diggs.
0: Hot take. I like you oh. Yeah. Stefan Diggs is a good. Not player. my take, your take.
2: Uh, Seven days is my boom then. And we, we talked about him earlier. In the podcast <laughs> this. He's, not,
1: he's not a top 10 receiver. I'll, I'll he's a, not being drafted in the top 10. He's the number 11th receiver. Oh, number 11th average taking receiver right now. <laughs> so, okay, he's not top 10. We'll let it
0: slide. We'll let it slide. It's tough. a boom. It's a boom. Yeah. At least that's not top five. Well, you're saying he's gonna to be top. You're, you're saying he's gonna be like top five, though,
1: right? Yes, top that's what I'm saying. He has yeah.
2: potential to be a top yeah. five receiver.
1: I agree. I agree. I think. St- I think it's ridiculous that people are drafting Baldwin around the range they're drafting him. So yeah. So I guess that also solves where Usad is on the Thielen Diggs debate, huh?
2: <laughs> well, I think Thielen's right there with him too. I mean, I could have easily just said Thielen is my boom, and I, w- I would have been okay with that too. So. Okay, I, don't know. I think they're both up
1: there. Big, big Minnesota Vikings bandwagon going yeah. on in the Johnson Doc Show. Yeah, me, I mean is
2: the not... the production the production's there yeah. to justify it. So I don't know.
1: Okay, okay.
0: All right, I'm gonna give you um, a big boom, my big boom, like my number one pick, and then a bunch of little boomers, and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> little boomers, like... and then uh... little bo- boom booms and then I'll give you my give you two sleepers. Um, So my big boomer uh, is none other than Tyreek Hill. Um, And I know he got Sammy Watkins this offseason. And they lost Albert Wilson or whatever. And they lost Alex Smith. This
1: guy, literally, one brother picked
0: the 11th guy. One brother picked the 12th guy. Okay. Okay, guys. You're saying he's going to be top This is my big boom. I'm saying Tyreek Hill is going to be top five
1: and i th- he's, he's your boom 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 like your boom boom. he's
0: my boom 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 i have a lot of faith in tyreek hill just in yeah. terms of it. like tyreek hill's
1: gonna win leagues is yeah
0: like i think tyreek hill is uh yeah he's he's an elite wide receiver and i'm i'm i think he's gonna produce like an elite wide receiver uh my mini year booms um people i think have top 15 slash somewhat league winning league winning potential um Juju Smith-Schuster, Steelers, the second Steelers wide receiver, especially the ones playing opposite of Antonio Brown, always produce. Juju is um, no different. I mean, last year he was killer. There's some worry with sophomore slump, but without Martavis, he should be fine. Um, Robbie Anderson, uh, no quarterback last year. He was, you know, a stud, basically. Um, And this year we're getting Sam Darnold. I think uh, he's being drafted pretty low. I think Robbie Anderson has some pretty big uh, boom potential. And then uh, my last one, and th- this isn't like a very, it's kind of hard to find well-known s- or uh, deep sleepers anymore, but um, my deep-ish sleeper is Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he does face some competition with Pierre Garçon, but um, a lot of talk about him having rapport with Jimmy G, Jimmy GQ. Uh, and he's an Olympian, very fast. You guys know how much I love my pace. Um, so Marquis Goodwin is another hey. pace is another little boom. My sleepers. Uh, we mentioned one earlier, Nelson Aguilar, uh, the absence of Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's, um, he's a lot of potential regardless of the quarterbacks. Um, and then Sterling Shepard, uh, under the Schumer offense. Um, I just think he has a lot of room to grow, uh, Aside, opposite of Odell and Evan Ingram and Saquon, so volumes a little bit of worry. Tell me, but- tell me
1: when, t- 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 tell me when you're ready for the bust, because I got some sauce. All right,
0: I got all right, are w'e ready for the bust. Those are my booms, my big booms, little boomers. We want the sauce. We want the bust, bust. All right, let's go. Uh, give us the
1: sauce, the hot sauce. Bustiola number one, captain of the bus brigade. A.J. Green, stay away. (laughs) You don't want this, man. You don't want to be associated with that garbage franchise. You don't need to draft a man like him in your first two rounds. Stay away from A.J. Green. He's going to be – I mean, I don't think it's his fault. I think it's a year's accumulation. The guy's played many years now. I mean, he's obviously not like an aged veteran, but he's played some years. I have no faith whatsoever in their team. I think he's going to get injured like he has been recently a lot. And I just, I, I, it blows my mind that he's being drafted he's being drafted. Like, I could totally justify seeing him as a 12th or 13th receiver taken off the board. But people are drafting on the regular. They're drafting him above Devontae Adams. They're drafting him above Stephon Diggs. Drafting him above Tyreek Hill. To me, that's a no-no. I just don't believe A.J. Green is going to produce anymore. And uh, my second bust, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Oh, man, I can't even believe I'm saying it today. is Larry Fitzgerald. I'm, I'm, I think this is a year where it all catches up to him. I've owned him for so many years. And I've watched so many of his games inadvertently just because I've owned him for so long. And while, on one hand, the man's going to get a lot of targets, I don't know if I would draft him where he's being drafted. Uh that being said, he gave one of the most eloquent, beautiful speeches at John McCain's funeral today. So I just wanna give him a shout out for really giving the speech of the funeral in my opinion. But yeah, I don't think uh, Larry Fitzgerald is gonna really justify where he's getting drafted as the average on average right now the fifteenth or sixteenth wide receiver taken off the board. I wouldn't take him there. All right.
0: Um that's the end of your bus. So we AJ Green and um uh, Larry, Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, sorry. Um, those are those are two blue chip names. Blue
1: chip names that are saying are buffs.
0: All right, um, and we're gonna remember that. Don't don't you forget. We're gonna remember, and we're gonna talk about it. Oh, what these these don't, these don't auto delete. Episodes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> these takes.
1: Oh, Todd Gurley's the best in <laughs> the
0: NFL. That's <laughs> <a lot. laughs> these takes are permanent uh, on the Jackson Duck Show. So, uh, so give us your hot. Permanent
1: take. oh, yeah, uh, uh, if 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 our, if our takes suck, our HR department flogs you. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: You're gonna. Get, my. So I don't know. Does this count? Can I say ty- T Y Hilton? Yeah.
1: Yes. You definitely. <laughs> okay. Can. Okay.
2: Fine. Head I head think. Head. Yeah. I think T Y Hilton is gonna be a bust, and the reason why is not because of Andrew Luck, but I think it's because they have a terrible offensive line that's not gonna be able to keep Andrew Luck upright to throw him the ball in the deep routes that he's he pretty much relies on to get his his numbers. So, uh, give me T Y Hilton as a bust.
1: I like that bust. I like that bust. He was one of the busts I was looking at, to be honest with you. Good bust. All right.
0: Um, in my bust, it's a hot take, guys. You ready for this? Ooh, it
1: better be saucy. You such- can't say it's <laughs> it. It's about to be saucy, or- saucy.
0: It's about to be saucy. And I'm, and I'm- <laughs> my hot take this year, Odell Beckham Jr., I don't think.
1: Oh, I was thinking about it, but that's so salty. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, but that's too salty. I didn't want to hate on
0: the man, but he got his deal. <laughs> he just got
1: his deal. I don't. <laughs> I know. I know he did. That's number I'm one factor.
0: You, number two factor. Come on, Eli give it to Manning. Us, give it to Eli Manning, man. How can we? Eli just, Trash. How can you. we yes. trust? How can we trust Odell? He's gonna get volume, but how can we trust Eli to get him? Get him those targets. Get Reach. Him, Yeah, how Reach. I, how can we trust Eli to produce for Odell? Third off. These guys they have other wide receivers on the team to take away. Saquon, amazing in pass in the past. Uh thank, uh thank Sterling Shepard, up and coming. Evan Ingram had a great great end of the year. Um when, Ingram, when Evan Ingram is a
1: monster lurking. Lurking. Yeah, exactly.
0: Now do I think Odell is going to have a terrible year? Probably not, but yeah. Odell's Odell's first three years uh, first three years in the league were amazing, spectacular, you know, wide receiver, elite wide receiver territory. I, I think he is an upper-end wide receiver too this year. Hot take.
1: That's my hot take. Um, you hear that? That means I'm saying an upper-end second. Wide receiver, two. That means he's going to be past 12. That means he's going to be between 12 and 18 on the wide receiver scale. Yes. I say he has the potential to drop even more. But, hey, that's just me talking. Uh,
0: another another bust, uh, Mike Evans. I don't think Mike Evans is going to have a good year. I will never draft Mike <laughs> Evans again. <And> I,
1: <laughs> yeah, come on, Ashton.
0: Ashton has a lot of history with Mike Evans. Um, yeah, um, ball. Oh, high product, man. Galveston, uh, right. How can you hit on
2: Mike Evans? You know, I, I was thinking about that with Jameis being out for the beginning of the year, but I can never hate on Mike Evans. Mike Evans is too good.
1: He's very good. I'm sorry, but I'm hitting on each and every single Texas A&M, everything after they got Jimbo Fisher, so Mike Evans got to go. Sorry.
0: Yeah, Mike Evans is a bust. That Tampa Bay situation is ugly, um, and I do not trust Busting.
1: it. Oh, God. Tampa Bay ready to explode. Yeah. Talk about a team that should have had Hardman.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um other other smaller candidates, Brandon Cooks, not a huge fan. Chris Hogan.
1: Um. Hey oh, man, he drafted New Orleans drafted that rookie. I forgot his name. He has one of those really unique names with an apostrophe. Who? Uh, Trey Kwan or something like that. Uh, New Orleans, they got a wide receiver. Gosh, I forgot his name. He's, he's a rookie and he has a real bust out potential. I feel like he's going to be the next Brandon Cooks, but I forgot his name, so I guess it's worthless.
0: Was it Laquan Treadwell? No.
1: Yes. I think That's so. the Vikings. Yes. Rookie, right? That's
0: the Vikings. Oh. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Right. The Saints, the Saints. I'm no. talking
0: specifically. Laquan Treadwell is the Vikings.
1: Uh, you, you keep talking. I'm going to find his name. You keep talking. Um, all right.
0: Chris Hogan is another one. I. Uh, Honestly, I don't believe in the Patriots all that much this year, but with Julian Edelman coming back in four games, I just don't trust Chris Hogan all that much. Trey, 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 Quan Smith, Trey Quan Smith. Smith. All right. Deep sleeper. Yes. From UCF. D,
2: He's got one of those hyphenated names. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, no, I
1: said it was an apostrophe. Uh, no, uh, he, he, they, 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 they yeah, I think, uh, I think if, if if Brandon Cooks doesn't play well, Trey smith is the guy you want to listen to. If, I mean, I know the Brandon Cooks is Saints on the Rams.
0: You, you... <laughs> Brandon... I mean,
1: uh, not Brandon Cooks. Michael Thomas. Is, uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Michael yeah, yeah, Thomas. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Michael Thomas is being taken right now. I don't know if you guys are aware. His Sorry. ADP is like number five for wide receivers. I mean that in itself is a little high, but then again the Saints, there's a lot of hype around them this year. You think they're gonna? I guess we can do this one for our boys. So hell, where do you? How, how do y'all feel about the Saints this year?
0: Oh, I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about the Saints. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a the
1: takes coming, that's baby. A
0: thumbs down. No, I, honestly, I don't. I mean, I'm always, like, very wary of the Saints. Like, it's really dependent on their defense and how well their run game is. I mean, obviously, they have the running backs. But Mark Ingram is, like, one year he's amazing. The other year he's a bust. And I don't know how I feel about Alvin Kamara. I said it last time on the podcast. Drew Brees is 40 years old. Um, just, just a lot of so unknowns. Drew he's literally 40 years old? Yeah. he's he's might be older. Oh, wow. He might be, like, 41 almost, I think. He's close to 40. I
1: we need, to, we need to start, like, literally creating a clone army of Tom Brady's. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: so that's why, I mean, why do you guys feel about the Saints? How
1: I don't know. Are, I, I actually like their, yeah, I, I'm actually, for the first time in a while, I'm actually. It's
2: a weird feeling, isn't it? <laughs> I,
1: I, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually thinking that the Saints might even uh, mean a little bit of Super Bowl potential. I know I said it, but. It's. I think Saints have Super Bowl potential.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were one one very bad play away from um, winning the, or going to the NFC East or NFC Championship Conference Championship. So, yeah. and, and I've
1: always truly in my heart, if there's one thing I've known I've believed since I have started watching sports, is that the Atlanta Falcons are a fraud organization. It is as true as the North Star that that guided sailors for millennia. And the, and the 28 to three, the, the 28 to3 had me questioning, and then sure enough, like the North Star, the Falcons showed up again. I mean, you guys got to look at Bomani's rants about the Falcons. I don't know if you guys have seen them. they're hilarious. Bomani will like, go decade by decade, how the Falcons are the most inept franchise, not the Browns. Anyway, so I think Carolina. McCaffrey's going to get injured. I don't think they have the sauce. Tampa Bay, we already, dis- we already discussed, is, a ty- is like a bomb waiting to happen. And then it really comes down to Atlanta and New Orleans. And I just don't I, – I think Atlanta is their, – their window is closed. I don't, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in Matt Ryan. Uh, Julio Jones is legitimate. But aside from that, um, I think New Orleans could have Super Bowl potential. And I guess I just found out that these podcasts stay recorded. So we'll find out <laughs> if that comes true.
0: Yes. Um, and that's and we just found out why Adi moved from Atlanta. Uh, he hates the Falcons. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yo, no, dude. Yo, the only thing more, man, the only thing funnier than, than being, dude, you understand? I got to watch the same fans where I count some of my best friends who live in Atlanta. Go through the Falcons and the UGA debacle to back-to-back years. You know how incredible that is to see that up close and in person in Atlanta? Oh, man. <laughs> UGA and the Falcons debacle back-to-back. I, cu- I couldn't imagine it. It would, be, it would be like if U of H choked in the championship game and then the Texans choked in the Super Bowl in our home city. Oh, man. Uh, poor Falcons fans.
0: Poor Falcons fans. Poor city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia, but happy podcast because this was a good one. Um, and I think that's all the conversation
1: we have, unless you guys want to add anything. My 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 one takeaway from the podcast is that we taught Assad what a boom means today. Yeah.
0: And all of our <laughs> viewers
2: okay. Can I give you? Well, the- can I just give you my sleeper then, real quick?
1: Yeah, of course. Get him in.
2: Mike Williams of the
1: Chargers. That's all I'm to say. Ooh, Ooh. drafted Mike drop. Mike out. Anytime anytime we mention the Chargers, shout-out, Kathan. Yeah, shout-out,
0: Kathan. Um, so, Mike Williams, is your final word?
2: That's my final word.
0: Adi, do you have any final words?
2: Oh, wait, no. You uh, meant my final word as a sleeper? Huh? I got one more word.
0: Oh, one more word. You already You're, said your final word.
2: <laughs> I, well, I got one more. Uh, deuces to deuces. Clint Dempsey retired today. So, uh, oh. shout-out Clint from Nacogdoches. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He retired today? I thought he retired like three days ago. Officially retired. Oh, officially retired today. Shout out Clint Dempsey. Um, shout out the Jackson Doc show. Adi, do you want to a final word or no?
1: Yeah, just real quick on Clint Dempsey. I just want to say, do you know how good Clint Dempsey was? Clint Dempsey was so good, I actually thought we had a chance deep down in my heart of winning the World Cup that year. <laughs> <laughs> If there if there's <laughs> any testament to how good Clint Dempsey was
0: there's <laughs> any testament to how bad Chris the Miss Wandolaski was? <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> I don't know. my
0: god. Chris the Miss taking and ripping well, all of our well,
1: congrats. We're gonna host the Great World Cup for our all our international fans, guys.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Um Shout out to the U.S. World Cup, and that's Adi's final word. Um, again, subscribe, uh, scru- subscribe to us and give us a five-star review on any of your favorite podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at J-O-C-S-A-N-D-D-O-C-S, that's the at docs. Um, we're planning on releasing more tweets and more posts on Instagram and all sorts of things, as well as trying to write some articles for fantasy football and some websites regarding fantasy football. Okay. Uh, shout out. And for the
2: record... Adi is boycotting In-N-Out, but has nothing to do for political reasons.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he just jumped on the bandwagon.
1: Oh, my God. That, <laughs> there's nothing that gave me more joy than California living boycotting In-N-Out after they just defended it against Adi is
2: protesting right with them.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> the I am. You're <laughs> Your double-double animal style, because that shit's only for animals. Only animals would eat that crap. Yeah, Come man. to Whataburger, Californians. Come to Whataburger.
0: Yes, we love Waterburger. Waterburger is a friend of the podcast. Um, Waterburger well, like gets free boy. publicity for life. For life.
1: At, Let's get us some honey butter chicken. Yeah, With at, at Waterburger.
0: Follow Waterburger
1: on Twitter. <laughs> um. Well, i got to watch out because I'm on is officially a Chick fil A drone at this point. Oh, shit. So you got to watch I'll out, out, out of what you
0: take. That's right. Take all of I'm that. not a drone. Hey, man. someone tag
2: Waterburger on our tweet for this. Yeah.
0: Shout out Waterburger. Oh, wait, that's. In our podcast. Um, Yeah, thank you guys for listening as always. Have a good one. That's it for this podcast. Peace. Peace.